Hello and welcome to the Commander's Quarters. I'm your host, Mitch. Glad to have you here. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about Commander on a budget. Today, we've got an episode of Spare Change. Some episodes just don't fit in any of my other playlists, so this is where they end up. The topics on these episodes can vary pretty widely, so stay tuned to see what's in store for this one. This show and episodes like this one are possible thanks to viewers like you. If you're looking for an easy way to help support this show, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Also, hit that bell notification icon so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe and review our podcast as well. You can also go check out our playmats and other merchandise at thecommandersquarters.com. Another easy way to support this show is with our TCG player affiliate links. So whether you're buying a deck or individual cards, you can use this general link right here or one in the description. And the final way that you can support this show is by supporting us directly by becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, and I truly couldn't do this without all their support. Hey everyone, Mitch coming in from the Commander's Quarter Studio, and today's topic is a fun one. It's going to be exciting cards to build around in Commander. So basically, you've got your commander, right? And you can build an entire deck around that commander, and many people do. But you can also just maybe have a secret commander, maybe some other card in your deck that the entire deck is actually built around, and the goal is to get that card out and then really make the deck work from there. Now, obviously, it's a little tougher. You need some tutors. You need some ways to get that card out consistently. But there are plenty of ways to do that in Commander, so just keep that in mind. But yeah, there are a lot of fun cards that people are really passionate about and want to build an entire deck around, so I'm just going to list out a couple ones that I think are really cool and would be, have, would be fun to have an entire deck built around. So yeah, let's just jump into it. So first up today, we've got Song of Creation, which is a recent card from Ikoria. It's an enchantment that costs one green, blue, red, and it says you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Whenever you cast a spell, draw two cards, and at the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. So... This one has a high payoff, but also a high drawback. Basically, you know, you get an extra land each turn. That's great. That's ramp. You get to draw two cards every single time you cast one. That's incredible. That's absolutely insane. But discarding your hand at the end of the turn is not always the best thing, but that's okay. There are plenty of ways to work around that, though. The way that I would build this deck would be to basically try to have one really explosive turn the second that you get this out. So basically, just having a ton of cheap cantrips or ones that are even free, like Age of Taxi and Probe. It's a sorcery that costs a Phyrexian blue and it says look at target player's hand and draw a card. So basically just for two life, you're drawing three cards when Song of Creation is in play for no mana, which is absolutely incredible. So you just keep drawing and drawing and drawing. You want to hit some things like some, uh, some ritual effects like Seething Song. It's an instant that costs two and a red and says add red, 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 five red to your mana pool. So basically you're paying three to get five mana. So And then you're drawing two cards on top of that again with Song of Creation. So you're just gaining mana, you're gaining card advantage, you just keep going and going and going, drawing through pretty much your entire deck, just having this one really explosive turn, and then maybe you've got a discard outlet available and some way to finish someone off, or finish your opponents off with something like a Glinthorn Buccaneer. Say two, four minutes are a pirate, and the important part about it is, it says whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn Buccaneer deals one damage to each opponent. So again, you, you, uh, you keep casting your cantrips, you draw more and more cards, you cast your rituals, you've got mana, you get a discard outlet out there, and then you cast your Glinthorn Buccaneer, and you discard your entire hand, essentially, and you ping all your opponents out because you just drew an incredible amount of cards in one turn. Yes, you need to make sure that you can finish your opponents off, or at least have a backup plan just in case you do get to the end of your turn. Maybe you've got something that can end the turn beforehand, or you can bounce this back to your hand so that you don't have to discard your hand. Some kind of other effect, but basically, I think it's a really fun card. It's a very powerful card to build around, and yeah, I think it'd be a pretty unique deck. Next up, we've got Bolus's Citadel. It's a legendary artifact for three black, black, black for so six mana total. 
says you may look at the top card of your library anytime, and you may play the top card of your library if you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its converted mana cost rather than pay its mana cost. And you can tap it to sacrifice 10 non-land permanents, and each opponent loses 10 life. So basically, this is a, hey, look at the top card of your library. Do you want to cast that for free for just paying life? That's awesome. Sweet. Again, in Commander, you start off with a ton of life, so you can use that life as a resource to cap a cast a ton of spells off the top. You're going to want to run things like Codex Shredder, which is an artifact that costs one. You can tap it to put the top card of your library into your graveyard. So basically, cards that manipulate the top card of your library. So, so basically, if you have a land up there or something you don't want to cast, you can just ditch it, and then you can get something else more valuable with Bolsa Citadel. Another way to pretty much kind of guarantee that you only hit gas is something like Mana Severance, which basically lets you search your entire library for all your lands and then just get rid of them because you don't need those if you've got Bowls of Citadel in play. So basically, you're only just hitting spells that you can keep casting over and over and over again. You're going to have spells in that deck that can gain you life when you cast them. So basically, you just keep gaining life. You cast spells. Yes, you're losing life, but you're also going to be gaining some. And a great finisher for this deck is going to be something like Aetherflux Reservoir which is an artifact that costs four, and it says whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell that you've cast this turn, and pay 50 life, it deals 50 damage to our creature or player. So basically, you're going to keep gaining a ton of life. You're casting spell after spell after spell. You gain one life, then two life, then three life for each spell that you cast, and then you keep going, going, going. Eventually, you're just going to be gaining 20 life for a spell or something like that, and then at a certain point, you can just start pinging your opponents down with Aether Flux, just taking them down, and yeah, it's, it's a fun way to win the game. There's plenty of ways to win from there, but that's just one of them. Uh, another one that I've actually kind of been brewing up and trying to find the right combination of cards uh, for this secret commander is going to be Mirror Entity. Mirror Entity is a 1-1 shapeshifter that costs 2 and a white, and it has Changeling, and it has pay X until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. Now, this is kind of like, uh, not an anthem, but basically you can control how big you want your creatures to be. So obviously you could go the direction of tokens, something like Secure the Wastes, is going to give you X11 white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield. It isn't speed. So basically, you can just say, okay, I create at the beginning of the end step before my turn, I'm going to create 10 tokens. Next turn, I'm going to use all my mana to dump into it and make all my tokens huge and swing through and do a ton of damage. That's one way to do it. The way that I actually want to build around, though, and I think would be pretty fun, would be still utilizing those tokens, but really taking advantage of that part where it's changing their creature type. So you can still just pay that one mana. All your creatures are still 1-1s, but they gain all creature types, and then you can really utilize some kind of like, I don't know what to really call it, like lord type effects for tribes, uh, like a captivating vampire, which says tap 5 untapped vampires you control, gain control of target creature. It becomes a vampire addition to its other types. So basically you say, okay, I've got my captivating vampire out, I've got my 10 tokens, I'm going to turn all my tokens into vampires, and now I can just start tapping all my vamp new newly made vampires into and to start gaining control of my opponent's creatures you've got other kind of lord effects that are you know tap to do something else and you can just kind of really utilize these in an untap effect like a mirror galvanizer which has pay one and tap it to untap each other mirror you control so not only are all your creatures vampires they're also mirrors so you're basically just like okay sweet i'm going to tap all mine gain control of all your creatures i'm going to untap all mine i can just keep doing these things over and over again with certain other types of effects it can be a lot of fun to kind of do a a changeling tribal but not really Changeling tribal token deck. Yeah, it's kind of a, I'm still trying to find the right balance for that one again, but I think it's a pretty fun concept to build around. And yeah, Mirror Entity, you can really take that one in a lot of different directions. Uh, next up is going to be Axis of Immortality. It's an enchantment for four white, white, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you may have two target players exchange life totals. So basically you get this into play and you can just start playing a politics game if you really want. You'd be like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're behind. Let me switch your life total with that other players or that. Or you can start to do some really cool things like putting out a mischievous poltergeist, which has pay one, pay one life, regenerate mischievous poltergeist. 
which just allows you to pretty much, at pinpoint accuracy, control your own life total. So before your turn starts, you're like, okay, um, I'm just going to drop my life total down to one. And then, okay, upkeep trigger, access to mortality. Hey, you've got 40 life. Uh, I've got one. Let's swap. So yeah, you get down to one and I'm at 40 and that was a lot of fun. So yeah, basically you're just, you're, you're working to control everyone's life totals. You can also use things like Sanguine Bond, which says whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. So in that situation, you just gain 39 life. You can make another player lose 39 or you can make another player lose or that same player lose just the game. So yeah, there's a lot of fun things you can do with that. Um, you can also just put out something like a Tainted Remedy, which says if an opponent would gain life, that player loses that much life instead. Because yes, when you are swapping life totals, that does count as life loss and life gain still. So basically, you can don't even have to target your own life total. You can just say, okay, that player's got, you know, 20 more life than that other player. I'm going to swap your life totals. And basically, that player is going down and that other player is going to lose life because instead of gaining it, they lose it with Tainted Remedy. So you can do a lot of kind of like life swap shenanigans with this kind of a deck. Uh, next up, there's going to be Stuffy Doll, which is uh, a 0-1 uh, construct for 5. And when it comes into play, you choose a player. It's indestructible. And Stuffy Doll, whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to the chosen player. And it can tap to ping itself. So basically, you're like, okay, it's going to come into play. And then I'm going to choose the player that might be in the lead. And then whatever damage is dealt to it, it's going to ping them. So a fun way that you can really do this is something like Pariah. Pariah says all damage, uh, it's an aura for two and a white. It says all damage will be dealt to you is dealt to enchanted creature instead. So you throw this on your stuffy doll and you're like, okay, if anyone hits me, it's going to hit that other player. So basically you can just use this in a really political way. You can be like, okay, so I picked the player that's in the lead. Other players, uh, I would like you to swing through and attack me. I'm not going to block because all the damage that's going to be dealt to me will just deal the stuffy doll instead. And it's going to go through and hit that player that's in the lead. So even if they've got an incredible defensive position, they've got a ton of creatures ready for blocking. And you're like, that doesn't matter. Just come swing at me. You can also just use ways to ping yourself too. Or ways to ping Stuffy Doll and control the board with something like a Blasphemous Act. Uh, it costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. And it deals 13 damage to each creature. So basically for one mana most of the time. So for one mana, you're dealing 13 to every creature. You're pretty much blowing up everyone's creatures on the board. And then Stuffy Doll takes 13. And it's indestructible, so it's six around. And it pings that other player that you chose for 13. Uh, of course, you're also going to want to run cards that basically can either return stuff it all to your hand or blink it like a cloud shift which can exile it and then return it back to the battlefield so basically you can change the player that it's associated with especially after that player is gone because you don't just want it you know to stick on the field without doing anything so there's a lot of fun things that you can do with this one and yeah i think it's a really interesting kind of secret commander to build around and it's hard to deal because it's indestructible uh next up there's lich's mastery which is a legendary enchantment with hexproof that costs three black 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 says you can't lose the game, and whenever you gain life, draw that many cards. Whenever you lose life, for each one life that you lost, exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or graveyard. When Lich's Mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. So this turns basically card draw, or sorry, life gain into card draw, which is incredible. I actually really utilized this one in my Kenrith deck, which Kenrith is just like, hey, I'll pay, you know, three mana to gain five life and to draw five cards, which is pretty incredible. But a deck just kind of completely built around Lich's Mastery could be a lot of fun, too. You'd want to control the board because obviously you don't want to lose life. And if you do, you're going to have to start either losing cards from your hand or graveyard. But if you can control the board with something like a Fumigate, it's going to destroy all creatures. And then you gain one life for each creature destroyed this way. So you're like, okay, there's 15 creatures on the board. I'm going to cast Fumigate. I'm going to blow up all creatures. I'm going to gain 15 life and draw 15 cards. And that's pretty incredible. You're also going to want just a, a ton of ways to gain life and to keep going through your deck. So a Grey Merchant of Asphodel, which when it comes into play, each opponent's going to lose X life where X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to life loss this way. 
You're going to drain your opponents for a ton. You're going to gain a lot of life. You're going to draw a ton of cards. A lot of fun things can happen. Again, there is a high risk, high reward kind of play with Lich's Mastery, so you need ways to potentially protect it. Uh, they can't target, your opponents can't target it because it's got Hexproof, but if someone's got uh, something that could just blow up all enchantments, then you might lose the game. So you're going to need some ways to potentially protect it if you can. Um, Scourge Familiar is a way that can really utilize this card. Uh, it says, discard a card, add black to your mana pool. So basically, you're drawing an incredible amount of cards. You're turning those cards into mana, which lets you cast more cards. Maybe you've got more cards that can gain you life. You keep drawing more cards. You can discard more cards. You just have a really explosive turn as soon as you get this down. Again, I think Lich's Mastery is a high-risk, high-reward card that can be a ton of fun to build around. So the last one I'm going to talk about today is Iula's Influence, which is actually probably one of my favorite ones. This one is an enchantment for green, green, green. It says, discard a land card, create a 2-2 green bear creature token. So you're basically just kind of utilizing those land cards with a free discard outlet that are in your hand and turning them into creatures. And kind of any free discard outlets I really like to take a look at because there are a lot of ways to take advantage of that. Something like a Creeping Renaissance, uh, it's a sorcery that costs three green green. It says choose a permanent type, return all cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to your hand, and it's got flashback for five and a green. So you take all those land cards in your hand, you ditch them into your graveyard, you can get them back, you ditch them again, you get them back again. You're making an incredible amount of, incredible amount of bears from all this. You just have this giant army of bears, and it can get even better if you've got something like a Path of Discovery in play. It's an enchantment for three and a green. It says when every creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. So when something explores, basically, you look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, it goes into your hand. If it's not, you can put it in your graveyard, and your creature gets a plus plus one counter on it. So basically, you're like, okay, I'll discard a land, I make a bear. Cool. Top card of my library is a land. I discard that, make a bear. Next card, maybe it's a land, maybe it's not. If it's not a land, you can just make that creature bigger. You can ditch that card off the top. If you've got another land in your hand, you discard that. You can just kind of make this bear creating value engine out of Ayula's influence with other things in play. And then you can, of course, run something like a shamanic revelation to draw an incredible amount of cards for all the bears that you have and then discard a, a ton of cards again. Maybe you've got some things to recur cards like this, so you can draw even more cards, and you can just overwhelm your opponents with an army of bears, and I just think it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, that's all I've got for today for, uh, for my cards. I think it'd be a lot of fun to build an entire deck around and kind of make a secret commander out of. So let me know what your favorite is out of all this in the comments below. And then also let me know what secret commanders that you'd actually kind of want to build a deck around and what cards you think would be, yeah, just a lot of fun to do. So yeah, that's all I got for today. So thanks again, and. Have a good one. And make sure you're following us on social media for more updates and sneak peeks on future episodes. Again, a huge thank you to my patrons who help make this show possible. I truly couldn't do any of this without your support. If you want to support this channel directly, consider becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, including being able to vote on future commanders for deck tax. There are even tiers where you get your own personalized deck tech dedicated to you. You can check out all the Patreon tiers and rewards at patreon.com slash commandersquarters. If you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about budget commander. So while you're at it, go ahead and check out some of our other types of episodes. And with that, I'm out of here. Thanks again and have a good one.